Three, two, one. Monkey bars. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> my name is Hubba Butter. Uh, uh, no, whoa, my name's Jesse. Whoa, my name's whoa. Jesse. Did okay. you say Alex? I don't even I'm so fucking, confused. I don't know. I can't remember. You're Alex. This is I'm Bubba Bubba Butter. I'm Alex. That's Jesse. I'm Quick. <laughs> that's Butter. I'm Butter. This is the episode uh, 90. 90. 90. 90. 90. I don't know what the fuck you're hearing this. Um, we have a lot of episodes in the can, so um, and I'm behind schedule on editing Aquaman. So. No problem. No problems. Thanks, buddy. Um, but uh, yeah. So I don't know where you're hearing this. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day. You're hearing this. When is St. Patty's Day? Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Is it yeah. always on the seventeenth? Yes. Yeah. What is what are the holidays? Easter is the only holidays that switches days. Yeah, right? it's April fourth this year. April fourth. That's Easter. Can you explain to me what St. Patrick's Day even is? Uh, it's a day for Irish people to get drunk. But like, or people... what, but yes, but what? Why? What? What? What is? Who is St. Patrick? Who's... Well, I heard the story, you know, like there's something about like a saint coming and like scaring all the snakes away and then people Wait, just started really? shying. I think so. It's something about snakes. <laughs> Patrick came around and said, boo, and all the snakes went away. And they, and they sure. all got I, drunk that night. I think that's exactly what happened. They're like, gee, that St. Patty, there used to be snakes everywhere. Now, they're, now there ain't. I've never got celebrated St. Patrick's Day. For real. It's a, well, how do you I'm celebrate really St. Patrick's Day? It. Uh, you go out you in the city. You get shit-faced? Yeah, you go out in the city and get shit-faced with a bunch of drunk people. Yeah. And they're all wearing green. <laughs> you know... <laughs> There's St. Patrick's Day parades. Yeah. That Sorry would be... That. College is supposed to be a party time, but I found that for me, if I wanted to pass... If I wanted to pass school oh. in college, I couldn't, like, party all the time. I didn't want to party all the time. Yeah. And now we're in yeah. COVID, and I don't know if I would want to party all the time now. Maybe it's just not my personality to party. I don't think I don't so. I don't think, I don't think it's... Um... It'd be nice to party on St. Patty's Day, though. I, I, I well, would like I would to party. Like, I like to party, you know? <laughs> Who but, doesn't but like to party, though? But not, you know, <laughs> like, I like to take breaks, you know? Yeah. I don't like to party every, every, every day, you know? You have to rest. You have to yeah, rest. You have to rest, you know? Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't understand... I don't understand St. Patrick's Day. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, why do you wear green? Just because it's yeah. iris? What? Who, why am I going to get pinched if I wear green? What, <laughs> what, I who think, came okay. up with these things? I think the <laughs> other thing about St. Patty's Day is that it's like sort of a bastardization of what the actual thing is. So, like, I think it, it has could start to be, with right? snakes it has and to then be. it's just, yeah, like Christmas or something. How do we get right. to, from Christ to Santa Claus? Right. That's like, that's, that's, that's nuts. Psychedelics, dude. <laughs> it's crazy how I, th- I I'm like I've been listening to these Joe Rogan podcasts about how psychedelics have affective history. I'm all have in. Have you listened dude. to that one about uh, the, I, the, the, the psychedelics and religion and how they 
and then finding uh, basically the Greeks were, you know, spiking their beer with fucking psychedelics. Yeah, I've been. I, I haven't listened to the Graham Hancock one, but I listened to the Graham Hancock and the other young guy one, which, yeah, which right. followed that. Yeah, 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 and that yeah, was yeah. the one he mentioned talking about how, like, the you know, the classic red and white mushroom yeah. was associated with Santa Claus and shit like right. that. And like Santa Claus was in psychedelics, and I was like, dude, that's so Isn't that cool. That's so cool. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I'm really, I'm so inspired by all this psychedelic psychonaut type shit. Yeah, it's, I it's love super it. interesting. It's fascinating. There's definitely some things that are like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I, I love the the idea of like the connection to like psychedelics to a lot of these things that yeah we like it's almost like us as a society and this is like a major problem too especially with like older people I think our generation Gen Z is like definitely the more, Zoomers is definitely more open in terms of like you know I different ideas and yeah. things like that but at the same time we're also very like like close minded in a way um, because yeah. of, like the internet and how we're like you know so it's a weird combination of both I think but older people it's like this is the way it was this 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 and this you know there's no if you even bring up the idea of like oh hey maybe the bible was written by a bunch of dudes that were basically tripping on fucking DMT all day you know yeah. or tripping on mushrooms all day they're like no what are you talking about? Like, what, you, what about all this evidence? You know, what about all these things that they're finding? What about the evidence? You know, and it's like, like, I know, like, I mean, I am, I am almost convinced, and I almost 100% believe that the Egyptians were doing DMT all the time. I think yeah. uh, uh, people in the Amazon were doing DMT all the time. I think, uh, DMT is in ayahuasca, you know? Yeah. I think one of the craziest things that Graham Hancock talks about all the time is that, you know, the Amazon is fucking wild, man. I mean, the yeah. Amazon is... Like a, the Amazon forest The Amazon in South America. Yeah. Okay. The, the crazy thing about the Amazon is that, first of all, it's huge. It is the size of India. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. And the, another crazy thing about the Amazon, we don't really fucking know what's going on in the Amazon. Yeah. It's right. one of those things that we haven't really looked into or discovered or or because it's just so vast and so dense that it's hard to explore like and the ocean like the ocean for exa exactly but the crazy thing about the amazon is imagine if archaeologists were like india fuck india it's just not even like that's how crazy it is wow and so uh but recently crazy. recently there was a explorer an english explorer in the 1500s that wrote about how he went to the end he would he was the first guy to travel throughout south america and he wrote about in the 1500s like going through the amazon and seeing uh huge civilizations flourishing in the amazon whoa and, yeah uh not only like millions like current of like current civilizations thriving well this is in the 1500s Oh, yeah, oh, okay. like, gotcha, the, gotcha, but gotcha, still, gotcha. that's insane. Uh, in the 1500s, yeah. people living in the Amazon that are very advanced societies that are living in the Amazon that are very, um, yeah, and um, millions of people. This isn't like you know, like like people have started to estimate like 20 million people out of the land living in the Amazon at one time. Yeah, um, and 
So, but the interesting thing is that, so what happened was, they said what happened was that this guy went in there and carried uh, smallpox and did smallpox and all the people in Amazon weren't immune to it and they all just died. Dude, it's, Europeans are such yeah. little fucks. Well, yeah. And then, so what happened was, you know, over the, so over the years, you know, the jungle basically had taken over all these structures and buildings and stuff. Yeah. And for years, everybody thought this guy was crazy. Bullshit. Because they would go to the Amazon like... They couldn't find it. They couldn't there, see it. Couldn't find anything. Now, Yo. now, with this thing called LADAR, LADAR, which is basically like laser kind of telescope technology kind of, yeah. where they shoot lasers into the Amazon with helicopters and they can see what's below the surface of the Amazon. They're finding structures. They're finding canals. Yo. They're finding man-made things underneath the Amazon. So there's a lot more evidence that there were there were most likely a pretty advanced civilization living in the Amazon in the 1500s that were completely eradicated. And then wow. if you tell this to somebody, like a random person, they're like, what are you talking about? No. It's yeah. like, well, I don't know. Just like, you know, it's, sometimes it's just like people know that like fact and then they know about, you know, this isn't, like, it's just fun to speculate, man. And yeah. you have this evidence, like, why would this well, not excite you, you know? Well, it's it's just, it's, 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 it's really crazy how egocentric, first of all, like, Americans are. Yeah, about, right. like, America just being everything in the best civilization in the world. And, like, America's we going are. to exist forever. You know? Which is, yes, which is <laughs> obviously true. What did you say? <laughs> and then also the fact that humans, just in general, are just so egocentric towards that yeah. stuff. It's just, yeah. like, right. it, we're so closed into our perspective, you know? It's just yeah. about 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 these things. It's just like you know, I'm I'm talking as a person who's never traveled or anything. I try to stay educated, but like the thing to me, it's like it's I just find it so dangerous just not to imagine or to idealize or just yeah. to speculate what you're saying. It just seems right. it just seems so right to just like try out this idea. It's just like what if yeah. what if you know what if there were like an advanced civilization yeah. in the Amazon? What if there are well, people on Mars? What if there were I people mean, on Mars? Yeah, I mean, the scary thing about that is that, you know, it's not like Graham Hancock really talks about he's a very, very extremely smart and a very well-researched and, you know, educated archaeologist, and he's kind of doing these, like, these, you know, research about, you know, maybe finding lost civilizations, and maybe, possibly, uh, humans have been on Earth way, way, way longer than we think. Yeah. You know? Um and a lot a lot of what he talks about is that archaeologists don't even wanna they don't care. They they just are like, this is fact because we know it's fact. And it's like yeah. what are you talking about? It's it's a strange thing. We don't know anything. It's a we strange... found this bone, you know, <laughs> that might be a hundred and thirty thousand years old. Yeah. Which is that turns out to be true. Our entire idea of what we think humans are and how long we've been on this planet is completely falls apart. Completely yeah. falls apart. So if that were to be true, I understand what the archaeologists are doing in some respect. Because if that turns out to be true, and that turns out to be fact, dude, erase the history books, fucking throw them in the fucking trash. Because yeah. 
everything is different. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, I think... Dude, that's so fucking cool. That is so exciting. I, I'm with you 100%. I think that's the most awesome thing in the world, to be able to just reset like that. And it's... it's Because I am under the impression, I think I said this like in like a podcast way earlier, is that I do truly believe that I think that humans... Because we, right now, we believe that humans have been on the planet for like 4,000 years. 4,000 yeah. or so years, right? But we don't know, I mean, people weren't living in the Ice Age. How do we know that? Yeah. You know, like, like there were, what if, like, a, a huge cataclysmic event, like the Ice Age, wiped out a whole group of people, a whole huge civilization, or, or something like that. Or even before that, like, thousands and thousands of years ago, like, why yeah. it's it's entirely possible that like we us as a civilization we are just waiting for the next kind of classic event a meteor hitting the yeah. earth and completely eradicating us yeah dude isn't that that's so crazy and i i love being in why relation- that was not supposed to happen two thousand two hundred thousand years ago yeah I, I love I love being in relationship with Eva and that the fact that she's a scientist because she has really opened my eyes to a couple factors. First of all, like the malleability of science and how it's a yeah. lot like art, you know? It's like it's based on interpretations yeah, yeah, totally. and shit like that. Yeah. But the yeah. other thing she's really opened my eyes Especially to is archaeology. how it's like educated guesses. Yeah. You know? But the other thing is she's she's blown my mind by how sure and accurate they actually know they can be you know it's like right. like even can look at a rock and be like i know what time period this is from right it's like that blows my mind and it's just like and being educated on that i realized you know it's like this thing with the coronavirus you know people on all these people talking it's like how should you know that all this thing is just like dude you just don't understand the medical procedures of this dude they yeah. know they fucking right. know this yeah. is not like them just like gambling and taking a guess they they know it's like it's like a great movie pro- like you know martin scorsese you know how to make a good movie you know and you know that yeah. like he's gonna make <laughs> like you know he's gonna make a good movie right uh-huh. with, the, with the kind yeah. of consistency and that's like that's how like science is it's like we know dude yeah. we fucking right. know yeah. but there's also right. the factor of well martin scorsese will probably make a good movie but well, sometimes he doesn't well, here's another thing is that, yes, totally, and scientists are people, too. And yes. people, what you're saying, are selfish, and they are uh, yeah. close-minded. Yes. yes, Why can't our top scientists in the world be like that? Where, no, I'm telling the truth, and this other evidence comes and is like, you might be entirely wrong. Yeah. And these people are trying to shut these people down. And that's why we don't have these things. They're not crazy people. They're not, they're other archaeologists who studied the same shit that these people did. Yeah. You know? And it's it's just the idea of, like, government or whose organizations controlling, they like power. You yeah, know, they don't dog. want to be questioned. That's why, like, you know, you know, I mean, I know there's a certain book that was about, like, the mushrooms and, uh, and um, religion. And yeah. It's very, very well respected and huge book the fucking catholic church banned it you yeah. know they tried they tried to bury well, the guy it, who like, like, who, was... like wrote that book was like exiled from science you know it didn't matter yeah, how right. scientifically good right. it was he was exiled right. from it because of biases because yeah i i it's it's, it's fucking crazy it's yeah. fucking weird so. you know and that makes me think about like the true factor 
of realizing that you're an adult is not learning any knowledge or anything like that. It's realizing that the people yeah. in control know just the amount, same amount that you do. Yeah, right. And then you're like, oh, it, yeah, it's, fuck. It's like, it's like, well, it's, it's funny when you become older. You know, I remember, like, there were certain times when I was, like, 18, 19, where you realize that, you know, you'll meet some adults and you're like, wow, I'm smarter than this guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're like, wow, it's a really eye-opening moment, Yeah, you know? yeah. Or, th- because you realize that not, not every person, because when you're young, you're like, okay, well, you're, you're, you're smarter when you're 20, or, yeah. you know, which is true. But, you know, on some level, like, when you get to a certain age, everybody's kind of the, kind of the same, yeah. you know, in terms of, like, their intelligence. It's all about kind of your experience and, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, there are people that, just because they're older than you, they're not smarter than you. Definitely or not. Dumb, or dumber than you. Definitely. You know? Definitely. You know? You might be the dumbest person on planet Earth. You know? Yeah. Or you like the smartest person on planet Earth. You don't fucking know. It's a, know? it's kind of a crazy. I feel like everyone has a moment. It's kind of an interesting thing. I feel like you could also label generations by like the eye-opening idiot in their childhood. So like our yeah. idiot in our childhood was <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump, right? Obviously right. Donald Trump. Yeah. Other yeah. people had Ronald Reagan. Maybe someone would say Bill Clinton. Maybe some people yeah. would say Obama. I don't know. For us, it's Donald yeah. Trump, obviously. Yeah. And it's like that's kind of like a crazy thing to be defined by because that's like kind of an important realization to realize how stupid people can be which is kind of like donald trump's obviously (laughs) in my opinion awful to society um i unfortunately i'm not comfortable saying that's an objective statement but uh like but but like (laughs) definitely not uh but like he um he was super and he's super an important factor in all of our development towards realizing how the world works or at least america you know right yeah that's really interesting that's really interesting we we live in a crazy place this little little globe all i'm saying is that those people who wrote the bible they're just tripping balls dude have you ever read um what is the last book you uh, book of revelations have you read that uh no i definitely read parts of it dude that guy that guy said he was stuck on an island right and he wrote that yeah. the guy who wrote that the guy like who's never named you don't know john mystery john yeah, right. wrote the yeah. book of revelation right. and he wrote all this shit and it's like dude if you weren't tripping on acid or something yeah surely yeah, I mean, like, and, like, I don't think, and I think the, I think another thing why this is, people are trying to shut this down is it is a bigger, bigger problem in the nature, nature, misinformation, and absolute lies that were spread across the next psychedelics. There's a reason that it is absolutely crazy. Like, as a 20-year-old, 23-year-old, it is crazy that marijuana is illegal. Yeah. And it's starting to change. You know, it is bad, it is as I get older, and the more that I use it, the more that I, like, learn about it, I'm like, the, the way that this was became illegal is because William Hurst, you know, fucking saw cannabis, hemp, as a rival to paper, to, like, wood. Mm. And so that's why weed is illegal. Yeah. It is not because it was corporate fucking bullcrap i mean that it's was been basically isn't that crazy yeah, that it's... a plant a plant that yeah. it comes from the earth 
that is people, I think, have been ingesting it for especially mushrooms for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. That it's just like it's our our society is basically completely, uh, you know, victimized it. It's completely. But hey, I can do this and go kill somebody when I get in my car. Yeah. Right. 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 And the, the idea that tobacco and, and alcohol are okay and these, uh, quite possibly mind-altering, uh, eye-opening substances that come from the earth are illegal yeah. is absolutely infuriating. I know. It's, it's, it's and totally I think in our, And I think in our time, we're, I think it's exciting to be our age, to be honest. I think times are shifting. Yeah, we're, literally, we're, we're, we're literally experiencing weed prohibition right now. And not that only that, I, I mean, it. I think by the time we're 50, I, I truly believe that psilocybin and mushrooms are going to be... Um, a medical like like it's gonna be used in medicine. Yeah. It's gonna be used as there's gonna be places where you can go and have a guided psilocybin trip. Yeah. I yeah. really, I really, I really believe that. I th- I think so. so there's just too many studies so too. going on and like John Hopkins and these big um universities, very well and interesting studies like psilocybin's help treating like all these different types of uh, disorders. And, yeah getting people off cigarettes and uh, coping with death, cancer patients, all these very positive effects that are coming from psilocybin. And I think a lot of people are starting to change their kind on Yeah, I, I think, yeah, dude. And because they're like, it's a mushroom. And I think, I think it's a great thing that we're starting to come around to accepting the medical benefits of things like that. But another factor that I think is also just a genuine tragedy is that the reason, like how you were saying, that these things have been restricted from the public um, because of power and basically money, and uh-huh. it's preventing people from just researching them and expanding on things. Isn't that just a travesty? Yeah. It's like, dude, obviously yeah. maybe heroin is not that yeah. good for you, but why can't we research it? Let's figure out what the well, fuck is going another, on. I mean, I, I think there's also a big issue. I mean, there's a big drug issue. I mean, there, I was reading something really interesting where heroin, heroin itself, the actual heroin like pharmaceutical heroin you and i could do it right now and we'd be fine yeah like we would have Le- the greatest time in our life legally if yeah. we took pharmaceutical heroin and we did it we would have a great time yeah no effects no whatsoever the problem with it is that heroin that people are getting addicted to and there are people that are having horrible effects are not pharmaceutical heroin. They're heroin that are they're getting from the streets. They're getting from people who make Street it in their heroin. fucking bathtub. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not the actual thing. Yeah. You know, it's not the actual shit. And so, not saying you should do heroin or, or anything like that. I think there's a big problem yeah, dude. with... I mean... I totally agree. And also, like, the idea of drug addiction is interesting, too, because... I don't think, like, people, there's a major misconception, too, that I, like, that you do weed or you do cocaine and you're going to be addicted to it. Yeah, immediately. That's not what's going on. That's absolutely not what's going on at all. And cocaine, it's, I, I, I hesitate to even call these types of drugs addictive because I think what's actually going on is People who are getting addicted to these drugs, you, you find out that there's trauma. There's things going on in their life. There's there's reasons that they get abused to it. There's re- they abuse it. What we have to figure out is 
what's going on psychologically? Not, like, to get off drugs, because a lot of times, when these people go to rehab or get into cocaine, they go to rehab, don't do cocaine for a while, get back to their shitty lives or yeah. something that's going on in their life and go back on it. That That's... You know, that's the problem. Yeah. It's not the drug itself. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, and the problem is it's alcohol too. Alcohol is legal. You can kill yourself using alcohol. Yeah, right. Kill yourself. Yeah. Not only kill yourself, kill others, you know, uh, if you're irresponsible with it. But hey, I just went and got a six pack yesterday. I don't get it. I really don't understand it. Um, it's really weird to me. And like and, and like it's I, I think it, Times have to change to we should start looking at these drug addicts for uh he just did heroin and just couldn't stop doing heroin. That was I'm telling you that is not what happened. Like, he did heroin, his wife died, he his wife left him, his parents are, are dead. Something was going through his life that he could not cope with, so he chose a substance to to do that. Yeah. And it's not just doing heroin, right? Oh, I'm addicted to it now. It's like that's not what's happening. I think it's really not. I think that people have associated these drugs with certain kind of values, um, and that has really uh, been a, a manipulation tactic to basically you know, manipulate people to not do those drugs and isolate to you know put black people in jail because they because of marijuana right. and stuff it's right. a form of control and power i think is what it seems obvious to me and maybe my perspective will change in the future but it just seems like i so agree with you that if you look at these drugs as just literal items on it it's just like yeah. what business do we really have as a society to to say like to care about what people do or in, ingest to their own yes. bodies and yeah. it's just like absolutely it's a similar kind of thing with like with along the lines of suicide that these people are so um well that's kind of a complicated topic let me move away that from that like because suicide just, is, is well, this whole i other think baggage. what you're saying is i think we have to focus on maybe not getting people off drugs but getting them help psychologically yeah and not and having them have a healthier better lifestyle mindfulness lying in the long run not just to put them in rehab and get them off this drug you know because really yeah. the drug is most likely obvious i feel like i feel Maybe like to their physical health obviously because they're doing it all the time you know but you can drink your fucking you can Drink until your heart stops. Yeah, I feel like there's always going to be struggle. The world is never going to be perfect, and we don't want the world to be perfect because that means we don't have any more growing to do. And what a hell that would be to just to yeah. exist to be perfectly forever. No, I don't want to live in that world. I want to live in a world that's growing. So, like, I like, yeah, there's going to be problems with coming across it, but I think. Like, I feel like the thing with drugs is it's similar to the thing of saying it's like, like telling a kid not to do that thing and all that thing kid wants to do is do that thing. But it's just like, yeah. like with sex and stuff, like learn about sex. It's like, what if you just fucking educate them? What are they going to do there? Yeah, right. It's like, I don't know. Maybe exactly. other problems are going to come up, but it's not going to be the same problems right. about being like sexual assault or other shit yeah. like that or right. drug addiction yeah. with heroin. So just fucking yeah. educate, have options like free health care to send people in as opposed to judging people to yeah. say, like, what yeah. business do people, does government have in judging people for being a drug addict, you know, along those lines? Just like, yeah. just help them. Well, just that's help the, them. That, yes, that is the saddest thing in the world is that these people who are addicted to drugs or addicted to alcohol, we, Shun them from yeah. society. We basically say, 
Who, oh, that's a goer. Who, who let goer out? Hold, yeah. gotta go through the Not to say that they're not assholes sometimes. They certainly are, but they still not. deserve help. Of course not. They, they deserve help. They do. And, like, I, I just, you know what I was also thinking about was, I mean, I, I think that if psychedelic mushrooms were, were legal, I mean, I, I truly believe this. If, well, that was cool. If psychedelic mushrooms, or legal. Yeah. Our society as we know it will be completely different. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> because guess what? I'm telling you right now. So I'll, I'll say it. I've got one psychedelic experience. And this is just from my one psychedelic experience, right? If you give all the white supremacists in the world a fucking what two grams of mushrooms they're not gonna be white supremacists anymore i know dude like it's like they're not gonna they're not i think grand hancock said this and it makes me uh, uh, made me laugh so hard but i thought it was so true if you want to be president or you want to run the country in any capacity <laughs> you are you should be required to do 10 sessions of dmt and tell me if you want to do that again yeah yeah. Because I think when you have an experience like that, you realize that all of this that we are in, we are all in this together. We are not, this is not, you know, like, I think humans, we are all one people. Yeah. We, we are not, like, the idea of countries and the idea of different races and the idea of different, it's all bullshit, man. It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. We're all in this together. Humans should be... Go like this to save this giant country that we're on Earth, you know, instead of wanting to point like nuclear weapons at like fucking Korea. What, what are we doing? Why? Like, what, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? Yeah. What, are, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, if you really think about it, what are we doing? Yeah. It's like, we're living on this, we're all on the same. We're all, we're all the same, man. We're all the oh, fucking same. We're all the same, buddy. We really are. Like, we really are. And, like, I know people, like, like hear this and be like, oh, look, look there goes Alex with his fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you there's nothing different between a person that you'll meet and fucking Australia. Yeah. Like, we have the same dreams, same aspirations, same ideas of what we want out of life. Love, happiness... You know, it's the same shit. We yeah. all want the same shit. Like, you know, I, I, I think that's so true. I mean, I, I, I wonder if psychedelics do become normal. They become, like, you go to the store, drugstore, alcohol store, weed store, buy yourself some mushroom. I really do believe that. I think uh, things will be different because I think a lot of people's minds will be kind of changed because... Uh, using substances like that. I'm 110% with you, and I'll also out that I have done a psychedelic okay, experience maybe before. we'll build another pyramid, you know, yeah. with our bare hands. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen. I just... Maybe that was what was happening. <laughs> maybe they did so much DMT and ayahuasca that they unlock something in their mind where they could have, I don't know, I think super strength. I would guess, <laughs> my guess with the pyramids is that the perfect, the, the mathematical equation that led to the pyramids was DMT plus a lot of slaves. 
and that yeah. led to the pyramids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a lot of clues. I, I feel like the world that we're living in is just a total nothing blank slate of meaninglessness. I am totally for nihilism. That's my bias. You know, that just really resonates with me right now. I don't really believe in any kind of like template or emotional you know, structure that's going on right now. And that what we are is that we're like a chess game and we're all little, all these people are just like chess pieces and that there's people of power. And what we need, what I think is freedom is that like when you get off the chessboard and you look and you see this chessboard, it's just like this little square and you can just wander around everywhere else. It's like, that's real freedom, you know? Don't just like, just like, mm -hmm. just realize that these rules of chess that we think are everything within this square is just like, is just what humans have decided is cool right now. Is literally all that well, that is. Yeah, like what I'm, what I'm saying though is like, I think if people were to do DMT, especially people of power, a lot, I think the rules of that chess game would be completely different. I agree, or, different, they, or people would realize would that they a, don't matter. Yes, so it would be a different game that we're fucking playing. I agree. Because the game that we're playing right now is fucking stupid. I've been, you know? I've been, I, I, dude, I, I'm 100% in agreement with that. And I think that, like, uh, recently what I've been thinking is that, is that, like, the monk life, like, they, like, I used, when I was a kid, it was just like, man, it must be so fucking boring to be a monk. But as I've gotten older, it's just like, dude, they fucking know what's up. All they do yeah. is sit around and just experience the world. That right. that's life. That's all it fucking yeah. is, you know? Like when we're yeah. listening, we can say we're doing great things, we're making a bunch of money, we're making an influence, we get a lot of bunch of likes on Instagram. All we're doing is living <laughs> in the world, you know? It doesn't yeah. fucking mean anything. Right. And the monks are just accepting that's all that they're doing, you know? Right. That's the only difference yeah. between a monk and what we're doing. We're all just right. experiencing the world. A monk just realizes that's all that they're doing. That's yeah. awesome. That's like the yeah. sickest, most badass yeah. thing ever. I have a huge amount of respect for people cool. to have that integrity to do that. I don't know if yeah. I ever could do that because, yeah. like, I have a monkey brain and it's like, man, I can't meditate for six hours a day. This is crazy. But well, also, like, to me, that's not, that's not living a life. To me, you know, to me, because I didn't grow sure. up with it or, like, just sitting there for basically all day, that's not really experiencing the world to me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not experiencing the world news, interacting with tons of other people and going around the world. Well you can and still you can still do that as a monk. It. Like monks travel. Totally, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying I would not want to do that. That's not something. I, that's why I'm not a monk. Hey that's man, why there's not a lot of them. It's completely it's completely <laughs> not a lot understandable. Of, there's not a lot of monks. In, it's in a little, the world. it's kinda of going out of fashion. And you know, I don't know exactly what a monk means, like more of what I'm like like because there's also I shouldn't just like general I'm I'm thinking of like the idealized kind of monk, you know, like the good right. kind of monk because the problem with monks is that they're also humans and they have their own institutions and like Buddhism has like different strains of stuff and they argue about yeah. what's right and wrong. It's just like, okay, well that's kind of defeating the purpose about being a monk just living in the world because like you're arguing about these meaningless things that humans have made about themselves, you know. Or maybe, you know, maybe we'll, we'll die and we'll get fucked in the ass by Buddha and Jesus when they're like, you're so stupid, you didn't think that we existed, and now you're going to burn <laughs> in hell forever, you know? And it's just going to yeah. be Buddha with his fat ass and Jesus just laughing down, and it's just, you fuck, yeah, you got it all wrong, you dude. You fucking die. Dude, I don't even know what I would do. 
Can you? Like a guy, and I wake up and have a little quite real. Like, what is what? Yeah, this is like Jesus. Jesus, Jesus was at the counter. Like, dude, you masturbated way too much. You're not getting in here, dude. You're like, we're you're going way down. You're going down really fast. Way too much. Well, I mean, the whole Alan argument's a whole other podcast, but I'm almost yeah. like certain what I think that is. But um, you're certain what you think heaven is? Well, not heaven, but I think the idea where it came from. Do you think but, it's mushrooms? I want to know. You gotta no, tell me now. I think okay. I, well, I think what happened is I think I honestly do believe this. I think this is kind of I don't know. I, so our brains are extremely. We don't know what the fuck is going on in our brain. At, at all. all. At we all. don't know what the fuck is going on. And in our brain, we have tons and tons of chemicals, like dopamine, mm-hmm. uh, adrenaline, all, and, and DMT, and it's tryptamine, all, all in our brain. And I think what happens is when you have a near-death experience, like literally you are about to die. You, the knife is in your fucking chest, and it is getting deeper and deeper, and you have your last seconds. I think what happens is because of all this you know, adrenaline or all whatever's going on. I think it's basically the brain has a chemical, a chemical dump, just a complete just dump in your brain. But I think what's happening is in those experiences, because you hear tons, tons, you can read tons and tons and tons and tons of people who have these near-death experiences where they see something, they have an encounter with another person, someone that's dead, someone that's, you know, whatever, and they feel that it's real. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what's happening. I think that, and I'm not saying that when, when it's all gone, that that stays, and that, you know, maybe your brain just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't this. know. That's the thing. No one knows. But I really, truly believe that I think, and I think, and I, I'm not saying that's a beautiful thing in its own right, you know, but, like, I think that, I think what's happening is that your brain is basically, it's a natural trip. It's yeah. like, it's yeah. this, a trip of a lifetime, and I think that's where a lot of these things come from, where people have these near-death experiences, and they think, oh, wow, I, or I saw to the other side, or I saw the light, or I saw something where it was, you know, this other thing, and then I got pulled back. Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, dude. But the thing is, we'll never know. We'll never know until... We'll never know. Until you die. And I, I think, like... I don't think there's anything, like... The thing is, you don't know until, like, like past that point, you know? Um, but, I don't know. I think that that's what's going on. I think... But, I think... I love that idea, man. I think that that's a great idea. I... I honestly, I, I'm can. That's... I think that's very convincing. I, I tend to... I, I would... I would lead lean towards believing that you know without right. any you know without any just on impulse in my emotions i would yeah. like to believe i would believe that i think that makes a lot of sense i think that or like, or you guy you're back on you're you're on another ship and yeah you aliens, look around dude. and you see all these aliens matrix and like, oh my god the scientologists were right yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing the thing about death is that it's 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 it is what makes every single human being's life on this planet the hero's journey. Death is yeah, the reason right, why we yeah, keep right, going. You know, right, what yeah, would right. we be without death? It's a yeah. it's a fucking terrible thing. Weird, really weird. But we really weird existence. Like if we if we, I bet if humans met somebody who was eternal, 
We like, wouldn't be podcasting right now. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if like death, li- yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Why would we? Why would we be podcasting? Why? Yeah. Why? why the hell would we do this? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like legacy. What is a legacy? I bet. What is that? I bet like if an eternal being like went over, I bet uh, someone who lived forever came and looked at the people on Earth and these humans who were dying all the time, they would blush because they'd be like, "Man, those guys get shit done." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What have I done? I've just flown around the universe and masturbated with my six penises. That's all I've done. Wow. Six? Six. Wow. When you're an eternal being, you got plenty of penises. Maybe you yeah, get to you grow get, one every year. Can you imagine lot. if humans lived? You grow. If, you, if humans lived longer than 100 years. You grow years, one every 50 years. Yeah. Well, not 50 because like, cause it, then we would see humans with two dicks. But 100. If we if you grow a dick 100 years, if a human lived <laughs> to 200, then you just like got a new dick. Or you got to pick a new body part. Yo, that's like people, a like, like you know, spore. You hear about all these like different spores. You, you hear about all these different <laughs> Like body dysmorphia things. somebody out there have two dicks? Yeah, do, no, that's real. I'm sure that's real. If someone has three testicles, I'm sure someone has two dicks. Actually, I think there's a Reddit thread about well, some guy with two, two dicks. He's got two shafts. Yeah, two shafts, dude. Yeah. Dude, what if it works? What if it? Wor- I doubt it goes. What if it, it, it works like a normal? Dick? Yeah. No, okay. 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 I'm remembering now, which is just based on memory. Okay, and this was based on a Reddit thread. So I'm not a scientist, and I have nothing to back this up. Based on Reddit. Yeah, but based on Reddit, there's an AMA with a guy, which is an Ask Me Anything on Reddit, with a guy yeah. who said he claimed he had two dicks. And he said that he would. they both worked, and he had to masturbate frequently, or else he would have so much cum that would store up that it would be painful. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Wait, so was it the same set of balls, or who had... I don't remember. He had four testicles. I want to. Th- I want to say that he had That's two testicles. I think he just had two testicles, oh, okay. but he had two dicks. He had two fucking dicks. Two shafts. Two shafts. Two shafts, two shafts peeping out. I can't imagine the look on the girl's face. You know, like, like the first. He got. got had a little award. Do you think? Do you think his parents you know, told him how to strange be. he was? How soon? Know, how early there's do you tell of, your kid bro, that two dicks I'm is be weird? Honest, man, there's a lot of freaky ladies out there. I think. Yeah. I think whoever he's with enjoys it quite a bit. I mean, I'm going to sympathize because if I heard if a woman had two vaginas, I would want to look. I'd be pretty excited. Yeah, I'd be pretty excited. You get the pick. <laughs> I get the pick. <laughs> <laughs> What's not better when you get options, bro? Well, then if you, you know, <laughs> date, date somebody, you know, if you date her, yeah. you know, you could this night, I'm going to go on the writing tonight, you know? <laughs> That's fun. Hey, you know what? Actually, why do we have to be so male-centric about this? Why don't we ask her which one she wants? Yeah, Maybe she absolutely. has a preference. It's like lefty, lefty tonight, babe. Lefty or righty? Righty's, righty's tired. Use lefty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, babe. Yeah. And they can feel good that about happens. that. That definitely happens. That you is know, existence out there. I've, I, I, I tend to believe that two dicks think, is more no, possible I, I than two vaginas. Real. No, I think... I think two vaginas is actually more plausible because they do like two holes. Well, okay, you know? okay, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because dick is like way more, you know, way more involved yeah. in an organ. Well, here's here's know? the thing. I think that it's more possible to have dick because like the like a dick like a dick shaft 
like isn't doing anything internally. It's just a piece of flesh that like came out. So it's like an extra finger, sure. right? But a, a vagina, <laughs> a vagina is just an opening to a fucking uterus and like an inner system. So it's like having yeah. a second vagina is like like maybe you could have a second hole in your system, but that's like yeah, that's like super that's gone true. wrong. It's like you're not going to develop a second Here uterus. Is that possible? Yeah, I don't. I got it. Wogg's hell. This Wogg has two vaginas. Whoa. Here's how that's actually possible. Oh, she's a YouTube star. Look. The two, uh, the two vag women. Yeah. Uh, now she's sharing something way too personal. After experiencing ongoing kidney pain, the fans are with the doctor last year and discovered she has two vaginas. Wait, 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 wait. She wait, discovered? Okay. Not only, no, no, no. Look. Like the doctor only, had discovered that? <laughs> I guess it's one, it's one entryway, I guess, but oh. not, not only that, she has two wombs and two cervixes. Whoa. Whoa. Does she, like, eat her twin or something? <laughs> Just absorb into her twin? I know that's Dude. not how that works, but... I ate my sister in the womb. I wanted two uteruses, so I ate her. Uteri? Wow. What's the plural of uterus? Yeah, but how Uteruses? is it possible to not know that you have two vaginas? <laughs> what is it be obvious? Nope. Says doctor or whatever. Um, it's not the type of thing that women find out on their own. It's also fairly easy for a gynecologist to miss it. When you have a double vagina, there's essentially a septum. Oh, wow. Oh, dude, so check this out. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is actually really interesting. So this is what I thought initially. Okay. So it's not like if you have two designers, it's not like it's not like you have two meat cur- two pairs of meat curtains. <laughs> yeah. It's like one pair of meat curtains. Layered. But yeah, but inside it's like a nostril. So you have two Oh like, so you have two two entryways. That's oh what this is shit! That's Isn't wild. That crazy? And one, and you have two wombs. So you have two like. I have so many questions about that. You know, be really unfortunate. What? I'm so. I have <laughs> no guy, idea what you're gonna say. This is okay. So, he's having sex, right? Yeah. One guy comes. He's having a threesome. One guy bust. One guy. <laughs> then the other guy. Bust the other hole. She gets pregnant two times. Oh my god! That would be the that would be the most alarming. Nine months later. Yeah, I don't know how that would. I I, I, I have to believe babies. for this poor woman's sake that <laughs> that she's infertile because God forbid she had to yeah, have a baby between that. like because like if she has a vagina. And if she has this amount of size that, like, her hole has, having a baby would be the most yeah, right. agony. Like, she would have to okay. take off her leg, I feel like. Okay, wait, let's see. Or she would um, have to just sacrifice her asshole if she wanted to have a kid. That poor woman. I hope to God she's infertile. Just adopt. Yeah, so it's just the vagina. It's basically like the vagina split in half. That's so crazy. But in most cases, but there are rare cases where they have two wings. Uterus style is, yeah. That's it's, so wild. The human body's so crazy. Is, yeah. Um, however, there's a possibility of having difficulty carrying a baby to full term since women with the condition have uteruses that are smaller mm-hmm. than normal uteruses. But James, the doctor, says it's possible to have a healthy pregnancy. He's delivering three babies for one of his patients with a double uterus. Unbelievable. 
Now, 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 now. Well, okay. What I'm right. saying, what I'm saying is, yeah, you can have one baby. But what if you I'm saying two babies. Dude. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You obviously have a baby. Now, 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 I'm sure that that was a complicated... Well, okay, okay. Dude, the last, the last thing this guy said was, I guess, I guess that's twice the woman. What? <laughs> that's what the, the journalist said? No, he's, the doctor, I guess, was joking. He said she's double the woman. That's that's like that's first of all okay that's funny but that's absolutely that's also really disgusting. <laughs> that's the most what a misogynistic piece of shit. Double the woman. Uh, well, it's a joke. It's just two vaginas. I mean, unbelievable. It's kind of kind of funny. It's two dicks. It's like you're double the man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's it is, it is a it is man. a really funny misogynistic joke. It is yeah, really, exactly. it is very funny though. I will, I will admit, I'll laugh, I'll give it up. <laughs> Related. Five reasons why your pussy's going dry. Um, <laughs> why, anyway. your, why your pussy's oh, going dry? Oh, we wanted to talk about Kendrick. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. That was way off topic. Yeah, we we had a large digression. Large digression. But like you we were starting to talk about Kendrick, and I said, "Stop! I like Kendrick." So I listened to to Quick the Butterfly the other day. Um, so I was like fresh in my mind. Are you okay? I'm just fixing my microphone because it got all loose, and it was like it was yeah. at a weird angle, and I just I wanted it to be directly in my face. Yeah, I hear you. I well, hear now you. you do. You weren't before. I, no, I hear you good. Okay, good. Loud and clear. So what? So you listen to "To Pimp a Butterfly" and you just want to like gush about how good that album is? I don't or? know. I don't know what you were you were going. I fucking on hate Kendrick. <laughs> I hate him. Oh, oh, no, no. All I, right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was because the comparison I was making was talking about like respecting JPEG more just because of like. The creative experimentation that sure. like he was yeah. doing, but you know, I had this realization honestly, like with Kendrick. Kendrick is such an I mean, I interesting think, I think, person. I mean, I think they both have. I mean, it's all like influences, right? Yeah, you know, Kendrick is definitely more inspired by Dr. Dre, you know, jazz rap, crowd called Quest. Pers- personally, I'm just so you inspired know? by the one man band that JPEG's doing. I just find that to be yeah, more oh, yeah, inspiring than anything yeah. else. But I do absolutely. have to say that, like with Kendrick, I remember like like this last these last couple of years after T Bag came out, and I was still like college was sort of when I was getting into hip hop and stuff. And when I started to get educated on different kinds of hip hop, and T Bag with like Kendrick was one of the first guys I listened to, which was a great way to get into hip hop. And then after listening to a bunch of other like stuff, a lot and then of people are, yeah, sure. and then returning back to P-Bab in comparison art, to like art, other stuff, artful hip hop, I would say. Yeah, but T- yeah. Kendrick is like on an other echelon of different rappers. He's just like yeah. he is on a different level of his tech, his like his yeah. lyricism and his just his creativity in flow. You know, he's so yeah. creative in well, how he, he raps. He has like. Um, what makes Kendrick my favorite rapper is like it's like a lot of things. I mean, I have a lot of you know. I hate, I don't really honestly favorites kind of bug me now because I I just love so many artists that I don't really like to pick like a favorite person. Yeah, you know. 
especially in music. I'm with you on that. I'm 100% Kendrick with you. is somebody who, like, I mean, all I can really have to say is just listen to how much a dollar costs and really sit down and read the lyrics and read what he's talking about. It is a, it's a fucking, it's a masterpiece of yeah. a song. It is, an, it, you have, there are songs on two pounds, The Black and the Berry, um, How Much a Dollar Cost, uh, You, um, Wesley's Theory, that are a stroke of genius. And not, like, in terms of, like, you know, the sound of it, amazing. Sound of it is one thing. You know, you can hear all the influences in it. It's not the most, like, mind-blowing. It's not the most, like, experimental shit you'll ever hear in your life. It is very much, you know, it is an amalgamation of all these amazing influences, jazz rap, West Coast hip-hop, all these things in the one amazing sound palette of an album, right? But what makes it stand out is Kendrick's insane lyricism that is, you know, one of the things that really bugs me when I started listening to that album, falling in love with it, and as I've gotten older, you know, when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, wow, this is a great, really eye-opening album about being black in America. But to me, now, it is so much greater than that. Mm-hmm. It is not just an album about um being black in America, growing up being black in America, being famous as a black man in America. Yeah. It is about um, being a human being in America, being a person, being a person of influence, being um, a, a, a friend, a wife, a lover, uh, all in the lens of being a famous person. Yeah. And on top of Whoa. being black, because that is his, that is his experience. You know, one of the things that really frustrated me that all my cracker, so my cracker friends <laughs> in fucking high school would say, it's like, yeah, I don't really listen to it because, you know, it's just, he's just talking about being black. And that always, wow. that, that always made me so frustrated because it was one, it was the denial of not wanting to listen to someone's experience. And then it was also the denial of, like, not, almost not acknowledging that what he's talking about is serious or what he's talking about is not um, relevant to him, Dude. right? And, like, it's not, it's not that. It's literally, it's a portrait of his life. I mean, yeah. it's so honest. And literally, how much the dollar cost is, I mean, all I have to say is just fucking read it. Read, it's a poem. Read that shit. He didn't win a Pulitzer Prize for nothing. You know, he's, he is a genius. He's someone that is, like, he's on, like, another level of, like, he, I mean, he's only 25 when he made that. And so, and damn, as much as I love it, it, to me, it doesn't nearly get even close to the heights of, of what T-Pad is. Man. But, um, I, but I love it. Dude, so. I, what, you just, <laughs> I, what you just said, I think, is so profound because this transition of going from being in, uh, like, a you know, like a politic album or like a social awareness type of thing to black, how it's transformed from being that to being this humanist, like war cry is astounding because it, 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 you have, you've nailed 
what this progression what racism is and especially like like this whole yeah. this factor is because people will say it's just like well that's not me that's black people you know it's like i won't listen to hip-hop because right. that's black people it's like you fucking idiots we're human yeah. we're all human black people you have there is right. nothing separating us nothing yeah. at all there's right. like a couple a hundred a, like a, a couple thousand miles and a, a, a couple of pigments of skin color. That's fucking it. Yeah, Th yeah This is yeah. a human life cycle, and if, if yeah. you just think it's just like, there's nothing to relate. That's the same thing about people like not wanting to listen to like women or or uh -huh. like, oh, yeah, like not probably, wanting yeah. women to direct totally. or make art and shit like that. It's just like, well, mm -hmm. I don't relate to women because mm -hmm. I'm not uh, like I don't want to watch a woman right. make a movie or art because I'm not a woman. It's like that's so crazy. That's like yeah. that is such an important thing that it's just like if that is something which I still think that we're on that per progression to get to that point of that realization that it's just like, man, this isn't just black people. This is us not to claim of course, black people right. have had their own yeah. separate hardship that white people have not. I'm not claiming that. That would be absolutely insane. Yes. Yes. But it's yes. also ridiculous yes. to say that, like, because that's that's like the inherent racism that black people have been trying to tell us for years that we've had. You know, that's that that yeah. is exactly that type of thing. It's just like, well, they're just talking about being black. It's just like, yes, that's exactly what they're talking about, and you should really listen to it because it's yeah. part of your history too. It's a part of your part world. of our history. But I think what leads to kind of butterfly this this you know there there's been albums that have come out that are specifically made about the black experience in America. More specifically, an album that I that came out. The same week as damn, uh, Joey Badass, All American Badass. Yeah. This is an amazing, amazing album. But he set out to make an album that talked about the political uh, uh, landscape when it pertains to black people. Kendrick set out to make a record that was about all of these different things. Yeah. Like, uh, they, uh, to his life, it is one of those personal and honest things I have ever heard in my life. And you listen to the, the Black and the Berry. That song's crazy. That's you listen so crazy. to that song and what he's talking about in that song. It is absolutely heart-wrenching, heartbreaking, and, but it's something that, I mean, to put it bluntly, I mean, he's talking about gang violence and, yeah. why, and the hypocrisy of gang, gang violence. He's not even talking about, like, he's talking about a, a problem with you know, how black people are viewed, obviously. Yeah. But he's also talking about gangs in general and how we need to stop doing this, like, yeah. uh, to ourselves. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the last line of that song, I haven't heard it, I don't even know, that millions, I don't even know. It fucking punches you in the fucking face every single time. He says, a gang gang killed blacker than me. Hypocrite, you know, so it's basically saying, he, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he killed somebody, but on that song, he's basically saying, Listen, I was part of gang violence, I was involved in possibly killing some people, and I'm this hypocrite for talking about you know, it's this yeah. incredibly brutal and incredible song that I think, like, art is just. It is so admirable to someone, because this is a guy who had been to Dog City that was a huge album. Very traditional in the sense compared to Completely Butterfly. Very, like, more traditional mm -hmm. beats. Mm -hmm. It's for that old still amazing record about a young man 
growing up in Compton, California, uh, to the, to the level, to be a rapper, to be famous, all that stuff. So then another thing is more about, I'm famous now, and here's basically what I've learned <laughs> being this famous, right? Yeah. Um, and, but to him to put a song out like that as a single. Yeah. He put Black and, and the Berry the, as a single? Yes. Wow. And, uh, such an insane statement, you know, and I'm like, something that, you know, you were saying that, like, until, like, earlier, you were like, oh, until Kendrick, you know, comes out with another album. Yeah, right. <sighs> it, I am so, I think, honestly, I have, Damn is an amazing album, but to me, I think the days of him trying to make something that is like, you know, incredibly out there and are kind of gone. You know, I don't think, I don't know if he's interested in kind of make, I think he's, his dad clearly was a, as much as I love it, was a clear, I'm going more mainstream with this. You know, I'm going more commercial, yeah. for sure. You know, Humble is an amazing, great pop rap song. Amazing, you know? But consciously, he was like, I'm going more straightforward with well, this. Well, okay, and here's... Same with the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know who's really um, interested in making something like that again but I, I, I don't know i think i hope so i think <laughs> i think you i think you might be right but also just to put into the fact about like the t-pad was obviously many many years in the making it was like like george yes. lucas yeah. has been thinking about star wars since he was a kid that's like what right. t-pad was for kendrick yes. yeah and like and he said that you know yeah and and damn yeah. was seemed more like something was just like he could just throw together a better album, like pop album, than anyone else could in a year, just because he was right. so much more talented. He's so much more yeah. talented than any of these other schmucks in the in the game. Yeah, so, right. like, um, I don't know. Maybe he'll put out these albums, like Damn and stuff, and then ten years from now he'll drop another groundbreaking thing as these right. things mature I mean, in his mind. Yeah, I mean, I uh, it's another thing too that I think like I am at the point now where like there are certain artists that I want music from them like super immediately like Rockhampton or yeah, God, it seems like they have an album coming out soon. They're posting shit. Very excited, man. I need it. I need that. I need that come out the summer. Uh, that's, that's the shit. Uh, that's the shit that I need. I know that they're but, probably. I'm probably, I'm sure that they're very busy, but I'm just worried that they're in like a creative rut because of like how emotional Ginger was, and that's terrifies I, me. I don't know. I mean, I think like I don't know, man. I wonder what the sound's gonna be like. Because me too. I don't know. I would hope to think that they are past the Amir situation uh, because Amir's doing his own thing. Actually, if I'm being honest, the songs are actually okay. You know, I think that he has some potential and he's kind of doing his own thing, you know? Yeah. And, and doing well. You know, he's on a record contract, record label, so he's kind of doing his own thing and seems happy and seems content, you know? Um, so I would, I would assume, I would hope that they have moved on from that situation. Uh, not that Ginger was, like, specifically, like, about that or a reaction to that, but it was definitely, um, in, like, a, a big part of that record, them going through that really 
horrible situation. Well, they're just, they're just, I mean, this next record will just really set the tone for what they're going to do, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, honestly, but I they're could... also a group, they're also a group that I, that seeing almost every interview Chugga Nashville's ever done, every album that they make is going to sound completely different than, than the next one. Like, they are just so committed to the idea of that artist thing where they're like, Every album is gonna sound different. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because they they they're fucking Kanye's like worshippers, you know. And I think like that's what Kanye's whole philosophy is. You know? Here's the other thing I'm kind of thinking with Brockhampton specifically is that I I don't think that Brockhampton as a group is gonna exist for much longer because I think I don't think so either. I think they're gonna break up and create amazing solo material. I think if I'm gonna guess, I think they're gonna have maybe. Two or three more albums, and then yeah. I think they're gonna be done. Yeah, I think I, 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 think, I think you're right. I could believe, honestly, I could believe that they could break up now. I could believe that they could break up after one more album. Yeah, I, be, I would not be surprised, like to see something like that. And honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be that sad because I love Kevin Abstract solo material, and I would yeah, love to it. hear. Yeah. any of the other guys yeah, in Rockhampton. Right. Because yeah, it's right. like, they're not going to break up because they don't like each other anymore. They're going to break up yeah, because it's right. just like, we got to figure something else out. We're growing. We have to do something I think, different. I think they definitely have like, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it'll be interesting. Cause I, I would hope that they don't break up, you know, Me obviously. <laughs> but, I love Rockhampton. Like, He's so sad. I um. I could see it going for a long time. Yeah. But I could also see them, like, doing solo stuff. And they, because right now, they are releasing music at a rapid fucking pace. I mean, mm -hmm. they, since 2017, they release an album a year, at least, you know? And except for yeah. 2020, they released that Technical Difficulties thing. It's actually really cool, yeah. like, those little singles. But, like, and they're definitely coming out for that one like soon um so um you just reminded me how little time it's actually been since they've released an album too yeah they that's also, the other factor yeah, ginger came out in 2019 you know which is crazy like late 2019. i can't believe that it was only 2019 that that right. album came out and so and they probably were gonna have an album 2020 obviously 2020 things, uh <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> that. um but you know i yeah, I mean, I obviously love to see solo stuff, but, like, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, some of the artists, I have a hard time seeing what their solo stuff would even be like. Yeah. You know? Like, Merlin, for example. Yeah, what the fuck would do? I don't know do? what the fuck. His music would sound bizarre as shit. I would like to hear it, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's solo potential in, like, all of them. Yeah. I think there's certain artists that have, like, Incredible potential. I think like, Merlin would make but, a great career as being like a feature artist. He would absolutely. He would kill absolutely. as a Merlin feature artist. Like, Merlin is like one of the secret weapons of rock yeah. Whatever his so, <laughs> but like there's so many like he has like he's such a wild card. Yeah. Like he's, he can kind of do he can do these like wild flows and then he can do like super melodic on like no halo, you know, or, or something like that. Yeah, or that's he's so beautiful. No, very, no, uh, no halo very, makes me cry. Uh, it's so good. Oh that's my a great god. Song, yeah. But there's you know I think Ugh. honestly, I think Kevin will definitely put out another solo album, I would assume, like at some point. Yeah. Um he's a great He's great. 
that champion, I think, would do really well. Um, Joba, I think, would be really interesting just because he's so versatile. Like, he can sing, he can yeah. rap, he can, you know, play, you know, he, bunch he of instruments. That'd be kind of interesting. He can make it happen. I would die to hear a Bareface solo album. I would fucking, like, yeah. probably pass out <laughs> if that came out. Um, because he has potential to be, like, because he's very influenced, obviously, by, like, Frank Ocean, right? And, <laughs> like, Frank Ocean, people like that. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see, like, what his kind of shit would, like, sound like, like, by himself. Because some of my favorite songs Brock Hampton has ever done are those closures. Summer, fucking Waste. They're fucking beautiful yeah. ballads. Yeah. And it's just him fucking riffing on a guitar and just singing his fucking brains out. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, like, I like a bunch of summers, you know, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, it's so cool. Um, so, I don't know. I, Dom, Dom would be fucking excellent because yeah, he's, he's just an amazing he's rapper. So, good. so, like, I, I definitely think there will be solo material at some point, but I think that it might be intertwined with Brock Hampton. I think my point is that I think Brock Hampton, like, they might put out an album, like, every four years or three or four years you know and like like do a Wu-Tang thing yeah you know like Wu-Tang yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Wu-Tang put out really albums cool. together but they also like granted Wu-Tang had a lot more numbers uh performers but so it was kind of harder to put out like like Wu-Tang clan albums but you know all those all the obviously all those guys put out almost classic works on their own right just solos yeah. so I can totally see that happening too. So, I think, yeah, but. I think that's a good perception. Honestly, the future is really bright. The future is really bright. Um, yeah. I think we should transition to talking about the movie of the <laughs> week. Okay. Yeah. So, um, here we are. It's been an hour, and we're going to talk about this movie that I have chosen for us to talk about. Which have yes, you seen yes, it? Yes. I assume you've seen it. Yes. The movie that we are talking about is a movie, an animated stop motion animated film called The Wolf House by artist who I don't remember the name of. I apologize tremendously. He's Chilean. They're Chilean. I, I think it's two guys who made it. Two guys or gals. Yeah. I'm not actually sure. Um, I really don't know. It's a very two indie people. film. It's very very indie animated film. Now, I got. Um, my interest peaked by this film because I saw some things on Twitter, I believe, that were posting about great uh, animated films going on, which I'm very interested uh-huh. in animation. And that right. was like Wolf Walkers was among that, which I really want to see that. Yeah, Wolf Walkers. And, yeah, I've heard and, and the Wolf House. And I saw some clips of animation from it, and I just saw like 30 seconds, and I was totally mesmerized. And it's like, I really want to see that. Yeah, and right. I saw some like Guillermo del Toro talked about it, saying that like yeah. this is a this is a masterpiece and and all of that. Right. And so I was really excited to watch it. I didn't look anything into it, and I, I watched it. I just watched it earlier today, actually. Yeah. And obviously, the animation is yeah. mind blowing. Like innovative, right. best stop motion yes. animation yeah. I have ever seen. It's, it's insane. But, it's ridiculous. But yeah. I have to say that I was tremendously disappointed by this film, almost to yeah. the extent where I disliked it. So, like, I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear what you thought about it before I go into why I, I felt like, that way. I, I definitely like agree. Like, I didn't really know anything about this. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have. Like, I didn't have any expectations for this at all. Um, 
I think that this movie is just like you could press mute. Yes. And watch this. Yes. You don't have to fucking. You don't need fucking. You don't need sound. I mean, like it's. But I will say though, I feel like that's what this movie kind of is. Like I feel like this was kind of like one of the really problem. It's weird, right? Because I think this movie visually is one of the most creative and interesting and weird movies I've ever seen yes. in terms of like visuals. It is stunning. I mean, I I would recommend this to almost anybody who wants to study you know, animation yes. or film yes. in general yes. because this shit is mind blowing. I mean, it's fucking mind-blowing. It is. If I, if I was running an animation studio, I would fucking play this. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude. I'd watch this shit. Watch what this guy did. Yeah. Took, like, I think I saw an Amazon trivia when I was watching it. It said, took five years to make. I was like, okay, that makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. Because what the fuck? Um, and just to kind of describe the audience, like, what, what makes this so unique is it's, it's shot motion, but... In like it's not like sex, you know. It's not like um, you know, models. It's not hair models, right? It's Don't, it's, it's not life like, size. Yeah, it's not like Wallace and Gromit. No, 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 no. It's like life size, uh, models, and mostly a lot of the environments were drawn on like walls. It's kind of hard to like describe. Yeah. It's, it is a it is a visual. The, the piece other thing, for the so eyes. in addition to like the set being like a literal prop where you're, it's like you're in a black box and in a play yeah, and you're watching right. the play happen on the walls, which is what it feels like, which is really awesome. You're also watching, they animated the animation process, which I thought was so cool. So they like yeah. animated them putting the characters yes. together and like right. while they're happening, they would change shapes and like morph and shit, yeah, right. which is like right. so I can't imagine how tedious that was to, oh to do God. that because that means <laughs> oh my God. because they didn't like cut to like Wallace, like going like this or shit like that. Yeah. They, 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 they animated every single fucking yes. piece of shit that they put in insane. there. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. I mean, it is truly, like, visually spectacular. And, and the human... It's and it's spectacular. And it's eerie how human the the stop-motion... Like, there's these are, these are about people. My, There's the, Like, the eyelids moving? They're like yeah. human eyelids fucking moving and shit. It doesn't then, feel like stop-motion. Another motion. thing, like, that I really genuinely enjoyed about this, like, I think the biggest problem with this is just, like, what this is, like, about. And, like, what the story kind of ends up kind of being and how it's kind of told because... Like it, it gets it gets stale. It gets it gets kind of tedious yeah. and monotonous. And because what really what this movie is about, it's kind of hard to kind of like. There was a point where I really had no idea what the fuck was going on, but I was like kind of into it because it was just basically fucking like insane. But that's kind of all my enjoyment from this kind of thing was how visually fucking stunning it yeah. was. Um, it's kind of a bummer because imagine if I cared about the story and what was like going on. Or you were on. fucking engaged for longer than 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah, that's the problem. Is like I was like engaged in the scenes where, like, I mean, visually, it's funny. Yeah, so okay, cool. okay, okay. I mean, I've never seen anything like Me this neither. ever. So it's cool to see that, but like, when the main character Maria 
like sometimes with Mary, I'll be like, shut the fuck dude, up. Dude, dude, okay, 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 dude, okay, this is, you have nailed exactly the problem, I think, with this film. I, I think, don't care. I think, I think that the problem with this film is that pretentious fucking narration. It's, uh-huh. it ruins the experience of it. Because what it is, is it's just like, dude, if you... And it's not that it's like narration, it's like, it's like this lady... Yeah, just who, this random spoken word bullshit. It's just like... What this movie, I think, is about is about this, like, girl who, like, escaped, like, I think it's set it up in the beginning, is she escaped, like, the German kind of, uh, government, I guess, or, and who, she flees to this house, yeah. you know, and we see, and that's a cool concept, where we literally see kind of her life in this house, like, unfold as the movie goes on, she has kids, yeah. So it's it's really cool, but how this is told is what Jesse's getting at, is that it is told through her narration, which often is like not only like the tree of life, but not interesting. Absolutely. Dude, you're speaking literally the words that were that I was feeling while watching this. It's like, this is like yeah. tree of life that doesn't work. And okay, yeah. here's the thing to me. I think that this whole film... You don't have to cut any of the film whatsoever to make this work. You just cut all of the narration. Oh. Just just the girl's narration. The wolf narrations, the Maria. That shit was cool. That was fine. Keep that, yeah, that was really keep cool. all of that in that there because that's really cool. that's brilliant. Yeah. Cut all yeah. of her narration because anytime she talked on, you you focused on that and it sucked. And also the reason why the narration sucks so much is because, first of all, what she's saying is the dumbest shit I've ever read in my life. Second yeah. of all, she was yeah. it was so confusing. Also, I will say though, I don't know. This is a this is a foreign movie. This yeah. is in Spanish. Well, okay, so here's... I don't know how the translation really like carries over. So yeah, yeah, we can put that aside. Maybe it's not dumb. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't know. I yeah, you're totally you know I mean? you're totally right. But the other problem with it, this is why it was so distracting for the film, objectively, I think. I don't understand why anyone would enjoy this. Because the problem was is that sometimes she would be speaking as the characters on the screen and sometimes she'd be narrating. And yeah. you could not tell the difference because of how because no she was narrating, she sounded like this the whole time. Bro, I need to know wait, so she was supposed to be speaking as yes. Yeah, so there was no moments idea. there was like stuff like that, and it was like it was a laughably bad voiceover job, which is what it sounded yeah. like at times. And it's like I right. get that's supposed to be experimental, but it doesn't work. Cut it. It doesn't yeah. work. And the other thing that I think would have made this film like enjoyable and like because I found this physically painful to watch, which was so sad to yeah. me, is just add fucking music. What the fuck are you doing? Right. Add goddamn yeah. music. Fantasia works because there is of the music. music. What well, there, well, there is music it's is so really good. Cool. And it's like, really good. what are you doing? Yeah. It feels like an unfinished yeah. film. It's just like, just yeah. cut the narration. Take, like take all of the space that you've wasted with that narration and put it in yeah, fucking it, music. It would have be a masterpiece. Like, yeah, it's hard to like because this clearly was like so hard to fucking make. Yeah. Like I don't even understand how you make something like I don't this. either. Like, the artists and all of this are genius. I mean this movie visually is spectacular. I can't say that enough. I know. It is it is and that's the thing that it's makes insane. me. That's the thing. I don't understand. That's the, I, there are shots where I'm like, I don't understand what the 
fuck just happened? And I, 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 like, how did it go? I, I just feel so. It, 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 it's, it's one of the most depressing experiences. It is, it's a really, it's a lower. It's, it's a lower. Because if you, if you cared and it was more engaging as an actual film, this would be insane. And I was really, yeah. I was really hoping that you loved it because I wanted access. <laughs> yeah. I wanted access yeah. to understand this film because people are raving about this film, which I understand why. The visuals are amazing. It deserves all I these think, accolades. Yeah. It really does. But the problem is, is it's well, miserable to another, watch. It's miserable to watch. Yeah, I mean, for I feel like for some people, I mean, I I, I kept thinking about it. I was like, man, I feel like I'm watching something like from in school. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like I feel like this is like this is like an avant garde film. Yeah. I mean, so the thing about avant garde cinema is it's not going to work for everybody. I mean, it's it's almost that's one of the things that I kind of did not like about avant garde cinema when I would watch avant garde films because it felt so inclusive and it felt so like specifically made for one type of person. Sure. And I feel like like this is kind of that. Yeah. Where like it makes sense why the Argo del Toro loved. Okay. Or it made sense yeah. that some of these, you know, indie wire, you know, and shit like that love this, you know. Makes sense. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like I understand the praise of this movie goes. I do it just too. didn't click for me at all. I think okay, you know? so as a story. I think I think that that is like on one factor. I I actually I think that that I hundred percent agree with you. It could just be that this just doesn't click with us. Like whatever they're making, it just doesn't click with us. But because there are people out there that think the Korean life is fucking bullshit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know when you make something this weird, and this like like out there you know it's not gonna it really is not well, we say that but it this is a great prime example of like like it really cannot work for somebody i think you know? i think in my experience though with my experience with this film is that i love a lot of avant-garde cinema and there's and the things what i don't like about avant-garde cinema is when the people who's making it has such a huge stick up their ass and it's about them yeah. and not about the art of it. When the avant-garde cinema is about the art right. of making it, I connect with it. I usually yeah, do. Right. As yeah. weird as it fucking is, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm in there. Yeah. I'm watching it. Right. With this, I was disengaged because it was all about their dick up their own ass. It's what it was about. The, yeah. Maybe, honestly, I won't even say that's what it was. What it was to me was this decision to not let, to let, like, why didn't they let go of that narration? That was, it's such an easy thing to do. If they just let go of that well, narration, I think, were, I think it would have been watchable. Well, this is what it feels like to me. Like, it feels like that that was never a, never a, the plan. It was not the yeah. plan to yes. have narration. Yes, yes. It was like the Blade Runner and narration. The weird thing for me, yeah, that's what it felt like. It's like, what the yeah, fuck the are you doing? One. Why is there Blade Runner narration? This yeah, is garbage. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. It feels, it feels like a studio now. Yeah. Almost, but it definitely wasn't a it studio. It felt like an now. attempt to make it but, more accessible and it made it less accessible. Well, I think it was an attempt to make it maybe not more accessible, but to kind of like tell what's going on in the sphere yes. that the visuals weren't um, going to be engaging enough. And that was the wrong decision. It was a huge them. mistake. Where they, what they should have done was, because the visuals are so good, that they're so, you really can tell what's going on. And all of them are interesting. Like, that's one of the things that kind of blew my mind about this, is that it's an hour long. Yeah. And it is consistently engaging visually. Yeah. Like, there are, I was kind of stunned at the idea that they were coming up with constantly creative visual ideas throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Like, even in the beginning with, like, 
my favorite were the, the big heads and the fucking the the house begins to plant um flowers like that was like an insanely visual beautiful that's like one of the only music cues in the movie yeah. too when the dude, dude it worked, it worked beautifully. Dude, you're so right. Because like, you can tell that story. This didn't feel like you needed this literal. Like, so. Like, what, fucking narration what, that the, is just so pointless. The other thing I thought about was because you're so right. When the music cues came on, there was also a point when they added music that, like, it swelled into, and it was into that scene where that I was astounded by this, where they had that scene where it was the pigs and she was flowing a ball with the pigs and she, they yeah, had that oh panel How the with the panel. Were they doing that, that was so brilliant. And they had a music cue into that, that led into the narration and the narration actually felt good with the music cue. So it's yeah. like, it's a, tr it, because it made me think about the Bjork quote, which kind of a reverse of this, where she, Bjork was saying that music videos are great because our eyes are more oh, mature yeah. than our yeah. ears. Right. So like the yeah. visuals will make us cue into the ears. But with this instance, quote. with this instance, I think it's actually reversed. If there was music, it would help us engage with the visual weirdness of it. That's why Lynch yeah. works so well. That's why Lynch is right. genius because he knows that yeah. and he uses all of his mediums to like like to abstract yeah. everything but give us enough to grasp on that we're always right. going somewhere, you know? Yeah. So it's like it's always right. movement. And the thing for this is that there was just like you wanted to engage with it but there were such inaccessible dead moments that it just made you hate me at least. It made me hate yeah. watching it. I physically hated yeah. watching it because <laughs> of like how dead those moments were. Basically, all yeah, based on because it's amazing how that narration is just one piece of it, but it made me hate the whole fucking thing. Well, it just is like because it's because what do we watch movies for? Like the stories, yeah, right. And like this movie, like is trying to tell you the story, and not only with this narration, but it completely fails at doing Yeah. Because I couldn't really tell you what yeah. the story was. It's kind of, you know what it felt like? You know? it, it felt like reading classic literature and your teacher told you what it meant, and you're like, dude, I didn't get that at all. You're a I, piece of shit. It's so funny. If you just take, <laughs> you just take a narration out, I feel like it's just going to be way more interesting than me. I agree. You could, I agree. You could just, like, interpret what you fucking just saw. I'm so glad. You know? And there's enough there where the audience member could like engage with it maybe you know? maybe it's because we're like literally the same demographic that we both feel this way so it's like if someone else yeah, watched it, right. i would love to have other people's yeah, opinions we're also, we're also 25 years i want to i would love to hear 24 I would, uh, what Guillermo. i'm 23 years old <laughs> jesus christ you just turned 23 <laughs> we're not 25 years old good lord <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I would love to have someone cool. argue with it's me cool. about I, it, but I honestly think like if you if you watch a trailer for this and this seems engaging to you and cool, watch it because it it really is really interesting. It is like in terms of it really you have not seen anything like it. And I but if you want my suggestion, press mute. Yeah, and put some Beethoven. And you might really like it. I feel that was something I was thinking about. It's just like <laughs> I would love interactive music, but it's like I I'm so mesmerized by the visuals of this that I would love to just. But the other travesty about it is that it's so like is that like the sound design is brilliant. 
is just the fucking yeah. voiceover. So it's like I also feel terrible. I feel like I'm cutting off a limb muting it because of how beautiful the sound design and some of the music is. But that narration just ruins it. And that makes me yeah. so sad that I have to sacrifice something. Like, I think it would be watchable if you just put mute and put your own music to it. I think it'd be quite watchable, honestly. Yeah, right. I really yeah. do. And it makes me so sad because I know that sound design. There's so much love put into that sound design. What's also cool about this movie, too, is, like, it has, like, the visuals, too, that kind of blew my mind. Like, part of, part of the visuals that blew my mind was, like, you know, no stop motion, like, you can't move the camera. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have to kind of do still and a lot of still shots. What's so, like, kind of, like, like, mesmerizes, like, the camera will, like, turn and, like, you know, one shot and the whole fucking wall is just changing yeah. and all these things are coming in. And then it's really remarkable the technical achievement that went on in this movie. And another thing that kind of what did they make this? I think this like, was, what year? I think this was 2018 is when this was made. But okay, what the fuck camera did they shoot? Uh, like, what? It seems like, like, I thought that this was like a 1980s Yeah, right. I mean, it's obviously a choice that they shot on like a really, like, kind of low, like a film camera. But I kept thinking, I was like, what if, they, what if this was like, shot on like 35 millimeter film but you know but it's probably hard you know it's probably really hard to do that it's probably for technical reasons but when i watched this i was like because at the beginning it says this film was restored for like viewing. yeah and i can't tell so if that was, was literal when I kept or watching it, I was like, narrative yeah yeah i don't know either but i was watching that and i was like oh is this like a really old movie that they just restored but then like there's things about it that are like no this is like, you see the clothes, and they're like... No, yeah. What's that? That's, like, modern clothes. Yeah, no, it's definitely... It's 100% modern, and... So that's kind of a cool thing about it, where it's, like... the It's kind of ageless, in a way. Like, you yeah. don't even know... I don't even know what the fuck... Like, you can tell me that this movie came out 1960, or this was made in the 70s, yeah. and I would believe you. Yeah. It's a really so this other factor about sort of really low fi yeah <laughs> and I think the low fineness of it here, here's another thing that is just both like a to me a tragedy about this is that I love low fi aesthetic of things I know you do too a lot of people yeah. do it's very popular right now actually but yeah. like like and I love that about this film is how it feels like humans made this. But the fact of the matter yeah. that you have just the grasp on it, you start nitpicking. That was what I tended to yeah, do. I started sure. nitpicking. Yeah. And one of the things was just like, man, I wish the camera was straight because it's nauseating. Right. And I thought about that and it's just like, I'm nitpicking because they're not giving me anything else to do. And it's like, if they gave me so music, me, this would yeah. not be a problem. So me, like, also a thing that like, I kind of like forgave with this is that this is clearly an experiment totally this that's a clearly great point that's a great they don't point know, no one's ever done something like you this. know to my knowledge yeah and like to me like i didn't really enjoy watching this but i good lord i am like blown away by the by the attempt you know then, to make something like i'm this. so glad you said that <laughs> like what the hell i'm so glad you said that because you're 100 because right. you look like technically there are actual technical problems with this movie. sure like, 
there are shots, there are, like, frames that are completely wrong aperture, completely wrong. The lighting is fucked yeah. in some shots, you know? So, like, you get this sometimes really kind of nauseating um, sequence where, like, there's different white balances and shit going on in, like, one kind of frame. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's a big technical issue that completely pulls me out. Like, okay, that picture was clearly not shot the same time of day than yeah. that one. You know, so... And I get it, though. I get it. When you do something like this, man, like, what? Yeah. I don't even... Bro, okay, you know what really made me, like, be like, bro, I don't even know, like, why you would even try to do this. Like, just thinking about making this. Because that shot of, like, the eye... Like, there's a lot of them. The eyes on the wall. The eyes are, like, moving yeah. on the walls and shit. Do they have to fucking erase? Like, what? Wh- how do they do I that? Like, do they like? Do they have to start from scratch every single time with the fucking eyelid? Like, on this whole wall? Yeah. Like, do they have to fucking what the yeah. fuck? Like, I'm yeah, just it, it's like that. it was like, so it dude, was mess. Who's masochistic? Yes, that's exactly the word. This. That's exactly <laughs> the word I was thinking about because they what the because hell? they did have to do that because this I'm. 100% certain this was all handmade, not digital at all. So, I would love to see another movie like this. Like, if they get funding to make another film like yes. this, if they ever will, I I, I think that, that leads into the thought I had while watching a movie. It's just like, I don't like this, but but this is innovative as fuck, and, and the next one that is inspired by this is going to be a yeah. fucking masterpiece. It's going to blow us all away. It's going to blow us. Which this already blew everyone away. It's already fantastic. And more like, okay. The other thing about this movie is I think another sort of like irony or paradox about this is that we always say the whole is more than the sum of its parts, right? In this situation, the sum of its parts is much better than the whole. Yeah, for yeah, me, it's yeah. a hundred. The, like the parts right. of this are way better than what the whole experience. It kind of reminded me of Meg in a, yes. like a recent movie where I thought, like you know, all the parts were fucking really good, but when it comes together, it's like yeah, that's really, a good thing because we in really Meg the word we kept using is that it never synthesized, and that's exactly how this movie was. You know, it never it never synthesized together, and never quite yeah. gelled in a in a way that made it. Yeah. Like satisfying, not to say all art has to be satisfying, but like to me, this was not this no. was not like a good kind of challenging. This was like this fucked up. This fucked up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, and I totally like totally agree with that for sure. Like this is kind of like the avant garde that's like painful to yeah. watch. You know, at points. I mean, there were the first the first like thirty minutes of it, I was pretty like engaged with it, and then it kind of like. Yeah, the, the, the narration yeah, is completely okay, here's lost. Because I realized, I realized this is all the movie has to offer, like, in terms of, like, audio. And, like, really? Yeah. Like, this is really this all is that it? we're going to yeah. do for an hour is say these empty platitude poems. Yes. That's what we're really going to do? Yeah. That's what we're going to yeah. do. All right. Okay. It's awful. It's so awful. So, so that's, I totally agree with your frustration with it, which is, so many better ways, so many better ways to do this. Um, and that's not one yeah. of them. Uh, either take that shit out or have better 
I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, know. I, I literally, I, don't know. I agree with you. It feels like an afterthought just to throw those pla empty platitudes. It's, so it's such a great way to describe it. Yeah. This reminded me a lot of like, I'm seeing like another kind of avant-garde video. I see like this and I fucking hate it. I like this way better. But this other movie called Heart of the Dog that's like super well-known. It's like a personal video essay. And I fucking hated that movie. I wanted to recently scream and strangle that person that was there in yeah. the fucking movie. I was like, oh, why are you forcing me to watch this fucking drivel yeah. that you are saying in your life or something <laughs> right now? Yeah. So, on one hand, I totally understand your frustration where it's like, why are you forcing me to, like, listen to yeah. this? Like, because I love what you're doing, you know, on the screen. Yes. Yeah. Why are you sabotaging your own movie? Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Come on, man. I, I really hope that most people don't feel like that, honestly, because I think that this is... In my viewing experience, which I've probably said this a couple of times now, this is a masterpiece obscured by a layer of shit. You know, it's like yeah, there's a masterpiece, and it's like here. it's like it's it's so sad because I can see the masterpiece. You know, I can see it. Yeah, I can see there. it and I can feel Definitely it, but I just there. I just don't want to eat it because it's covered in shit. I don't. I nothing. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with it. I I will say I'm inspired yeah. now to try watching this again muted with my own music choice. I think that sounds sweet. I'll try that. I just kept watching. I was like, dude, imagine if you were just baked out of your fucking mind watching this. That would be sick. It'd be kind of scary, yeah, honestly. So stunned. Yeah, I'll be I'm really scary, glad. But kind of like in a good yeah, kind of way. I feel like, I feel like yeah. if I watched this, if I was stoned <laughs> and I watched this for the first time. I'm surprised you didn't. I almost did. And I'm really glad I didn't because yeah, I, would, really it I think it really would have fucked me up. Because I would have gotten emotional yeah. because I would have hated it. <laughs> and crazy. I would have, like, I, I don't know if I could have From watched it. I, I hope I would have had the foresight to turn it off and try again at a different time. Like, I hope. Because I yeah. think it really, I think it really would have bothered me. I was, that's how I would have moved before. Yeah. I think I would have done that. I think I would have, like, I mean, I almost turned this off when I was watching this earlier today. I just forced myself to, it's like, dude, I. Oh, I took, I took yeah, break. I just. I would watch, like, 20 minutes later. I was like, okay. I. Up, that's baby. a good that's no, a good like, way that's away. a good way to do it because it's like it's pretty digestible in 20 minute breaks i was checking the time constantly that's a terrible thing i hate it i have not yeah. i have not done that for a movie i don't know if i've ever done that for a movie where i'm constantly checking a time oh i've done that i know when i'm kind of bored when i walk when i when that happens yeah you know? i've i've like i've like skipped movies all the way to the end that's what i wanted to do i wanted to skip like f fly through this movie but yeah I know, but right. man I know. it's but again, Bar. it's two times speed. <sighs> should we? Should, are we done? Let's stop shitting on it because it's yeah, also kind of. It is sort of a masterpiece. That's the thing that's so bizarre about this movie. Yeah, like I keep saying, like it, it might work for you. Like, Please for real. try you might, it. Like really be into yeah. it. You might be really into the weird hypnotic quality that this movie kind of goes for. You know, I wasn't really lost in the trance. No. Because I just thought it was stupid. But, um, you know, and also I think there's a weird disconnect because you're not emotionally connected to the At character, all. Maria. Yeah. Like, At you're not. All. So it's really just visually spectacular. Yeah. The problem is that only gets you and so I feel far. Like... You know, I say that about a lot of things, like wrestling. 
or something like, like, oh my god, I forget. Oh, fucking so engaging visually to the point. And then you're like, Okay, I, I feel like here. honestly, I feel like Bye. I feel like what this movie is is if Drive had the um, uh, Suicide Squad soundtrack. <laughs> That's what I feel like this movie is. Like if you just put a Suicide soundtrack on 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 Drive. Oh fuck! Yeah, it really is. I'm trying to find the. I put the movie for next week, and I can't find it. You can't it. find it on Amazon, or you can't like it doesn't exist anymore. You just made it up. Well, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> so lucky. Oh, damn it. But yeah, uh, this is, what is this movie the called? Wolf. The, the Casa Lobo. The, the Wolf House. Uh, the Wolf House, which I don't even know why it's, oh, wait, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but I think it's safe to say that this is not approved. Thinking, I don't think this is approved. I don't think this I is think approved. I think you can say. I think we should. We encourage you to watch it and try it for experimentation. Yeah. But it's not. It's not thick. What do we do for thick and butter not approved? Joel Station was not uh, thick and butter approved. What do we say? We're watching a movie. Joel Station. Like. I, I think that was not approved. We didn't like Soul Station. You remember that movie? I think yeah. I've only picked movies we don't like. Kinda. I've only picked. I've only picked the duds. <laughs> well, animation, surprisingly. We really like Mank. Oh yeah, I don't think we approved of Mank. Did we approve of Mank? I don't. We so. can't have. I hated Mank. I've hated Mank more. I texted yeah. you the other day about how much I hated Mank. That's okay. <laughs> this is an interesting thing about yeah. Mank. Mank is Mank is Very so interesting because Mank is the kind of like it's you think of a movie that kind of sticks with you and keeps coming back and flashes to be a good movie, but Mank's the kind of movie for me that keeps coming back and flashes that just makes me realize how much I hated it. Do you have movies like that? Yeah. That you just like Oh yeah, absolutely. I, like that was yeah. it was visceral for Mank, where I just keep remembering it being like that was dog shit. This is so yeah, bad. Yeah, it was more like forgettable for me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's like, not I a piece of. It. Yeah, it's not like it it's not like it's a it's a terribly. Yeah, which that's like sometimes those movies frustrate me more. That's too, I think that's what it was like, for me. Forgettable things because you look like something like really bad. I could like sit back and like laugh. Absolutely, like, yeah. Was really bad. But sometimes like forgettable movies kind of frustrate I me think, more. Like, I saw that Denzel movie oh, recently. Oh, yeah. Like, the new one. It was so fucking... Like, I forgot it in, like, yeah, an hour. Yeah, that's bad. Like, I, I was like, wow, I forgot I saw a movie today. I feel like it's interesting because, like, a movie like Expendables 2, I'm not offended by that, and it's forgettable. And it's like, I didn't necessarily right. enjoy watching it all that much. You saw Expendables yeah, 2? Yeah, I did. That's yeah. hilarious that you I watched that. it with my dad, and it was it was Expendables 2. It's everything you would expect out of Expendables 2. Yeah. But, like, a film like yeah. Mank versus The Wolf House, you watch it, and it's like... <laughs> you you, you watching The Expendables is, like, maybe my favorite thing ever. Yeah, I would just be... <laughs> if you watch, like, if you watching it is, like, makes me laugh. <laughs> One like one liner after one liner after one liner, and Bruce Willis is like old as shit, and he's like fucking shooting the suit guns. I can just imagine you just like, oh, fuck. I, I did not you. like Expendables that too. That movie is made for old I, men yeah. that grew up with those old men as action heroes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and what the fuck? It's not a movie that I ever want to see. Ever. You shouldn't. It wasn't good. I don't remember a single thing that happened. I kind of have like vague. Makes I have sense. vague memories of like Sylvester Stallone in Moonlight, and he's like sweaty. 
but that's also like every right. movie <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Right. <laughs> <Sweaty>. <laughs> Did you find it yet? Oh, I want to get out of okay. here. Okay. Well, no, I okay. I you mentioned Bjork, and I think we should watch a movie. Uh-oh. One of the only movies Bjork has ever in. And I, because I've seen it years ago, and it, I loved it when I, I think saw I it, but I would like to about. see it again. And we're going to talk about Lars Long Street. Oh, <laughs> boy, dude. So this is going to be our popping of the cherry. Uh, one of the biggest dickheads in yeah. Hollywood, but he's a very good filmmaker. And this is a movie called Dancer in the Dark that is stars Bjork. And it's a musical, believe it or not. It's like our first musical. Dancer in the Dark is a musical? Wow. Yeah, baby. It is a musical. Bjork. Bjork music. That's um, cool. It's really cool. It's a really good movie from what I remember. Warning, though, if you're listening to this, it is extremely depressing. Very, 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 very sad. Um, but, yeah, rewarding. All right, opinion. let's go. But, um, so we're going to do Dancer in the Dark for next week. Should be a good time. Um, as a big York fan, both of us, I think we'll get a lot out of it. I don't think this. I've actually um, ever seen a Lars von Trier movie. Wow, yeah. a good one. I, there's a, I, there's a lot of I want to see Antichrist. I want to see the Jack the House built, and I want to see Dancer in the Dark. So, yeah. All right, here we go. I think it, I think go. we should see if we want my Lars von Trier bucket uh, list, Melancholia, mm-hmm. amazing movie. Maybe my favorite of his movies that I've seen. Antichrist is fucked but beautiful, and then. Um, Breaking the Wings, I saw like half of it and I loved it, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, and then Dancer in the Dark. Those are the only ones that I've seen. I have seen Nymphomaniac, and the first part of Nymphomaniac is really, really good. The first, it's two movies. Yeah. That's how pretentious that yeah. fuck is. He made a five hour movie called Nymphomaniac and split it up into two <laughs> movies. Volume one and two. What the fuck? Um, but the first one is amazing, really, really good. Second one is Lars von Trier, pretentious fuckery. Um, so uh, I would suggest Nymphomaniac maybe too. But yeah. anyway, um, that movie, people were having sex in that movie. There were <laughs> there were no simulations. We want to see Shia LaBeouf's real giggling <laughs> going to a real vajayjay. Check that movie. That's crazy. <laughs> So crazy. Yes. Um, all right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, thank you guys so much for Lars listening. Lars next week. Episode, episode 90. <sighs> um, yeah. All right, everybody. We love you. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe. Tell your mom and dad and squash and dad. dogs and apricots yeah. and uh, alcohol. No, squash and squash dog. dog. We're gonna allow um, we're gonna yes, allow everybody. magic mushrooms in next week too. Yeah, the magic oh, mushrooms yeah. are allowed into the crowd because we're open. We're we should do a podcast where we both do magic yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be that'd be that would be, that'd be insane. insane. Um, anyway. We love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.